0: How about you, 10 o'clock, you guys awake? Come on. I'm a sweaty mess right now. I'm just telling you right now. Don't you come hug me right now. It is all good. That's the best cardio workout this weekend. Amen. Hey, we are eat up with Jesus here at 1910 Church. We believe that he is worth singing about loudly and proudly. Amen. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor right now and say, are you ready for this? (laughs) <laughs> Woo, it is so good. I have a question for you today. Did you know that you were created to live a life that is vibrant, dynamic and fun? Did you know that? You were created to live a life that is dynamic, vibrant, and fun. Now, I'm not just making that up. It's not just something that I concocted for for this cool little new series. But Jesus Himself actually spoke those words in John chapter 10, verse 10. Now he didn't say vibrant, dynamic, and fun, but look what he said. He said, I came to give life with joy and abundance. Uh, let me read that again. No one no one responded. I came to give life. With joy and abundance. Do you realize? Yeah. That's the kind of life that you were created to live. So here's my question. Are you living life that way? Are you living life to its fullest? Are you living life with joy and abundance? Or as we would say here, are you living bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? How many of you have heard that phrase before? Yeah, I've heard that phrase. And I, I, I looked it up. I looked it up on Wikipedia because you know that that's, that's the authority, right? You gotta be careful. You get some misinformation too. But but I looked it up and when, when I think of Brida, don't you just think of a squirrel? Yeah, now that for those of you that have been with us any amount of time here at 1910, you know that 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 that, that I have squirrel moments when i when I'm speaking, right? Listen, if I get. If I go off somewhere today, just stay with me. I promise I'll bring you back together. Uh, But sometimes things just happen, squirrel. You know. um, But 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 you. I've been holed up in a cabin for the last four days, getting ready for this weekend, and uh, just kind of sitting out in a rocking chair and 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 watching nature. And and I were I've been fascinated with with in particular two squirrels all week. Those they're crazy. You ever seen a squirrel? They're all over the place. They're fun. They're active. They're always moving and looking or they're chirp. The Squirrels chirp. They bark. They talk. Two of them kind of got in a fight over a, a kernel of corn one day while I was watching. It was amazing. I loved it. MMA squirrel style. <laughs> I loved it. And when you look up that phrase bright-eyed and bushy tail here's what you're going to find. You're going to find descriptions such as this. Full of energy and enthusiasm. Alertly eager. Are you eager? Happy? Bouncy. Chipper. When's the last time someone said, you're so chipper? <laughs> Dashing is a is a is a word there. High spirited. Oh, and I love this one. If you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you're peppy. Don't you want to be with peppy people? No one likes to hang out with unpeppy people. You like to be with peppy people. Listen, that's how you were created to live. You were created to live with energy and enthusiasm. You were created to live chipper, and peppy, and your life is supposed to be dashing. It's supposed to be high spirited. It's supposed to be life as it was intended to be lived. Man, I don't know if you believe me. Do you guys know what we're celebrating today? Listen, why would we talk about squirrels on Easter? Well, because it's not about the bunny. <laughs> That'll come to you in a few moments. Listen, we have a reason to celebrate. The tomb is empty. You know that, right? Have you not seen the white crosses in people's yard? I put one out that said he is risen. Some of you saw blue squirrels in people's yards. But listen, we celebrate today because our Savior is alive he came to give us life. He, 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 the, the, the empty tomb forever changed history. And our prayer this week is that the empty tomb would change your history today. That when you think about what that means, listen, there is no other religious leader in time. There is no other faith that can make the claim that their Savior, their Messiah, their, their, their leader, he lives. Ours does. You know that, right? Do do, do I need to go back and unpack the events? I'm not going to do that. You know the story. You know it. Man, we have every reason today to live bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Somebody ought to get excited in this house. Listen, I know you can get excited. You've been posting crap about giraffes giving birth all weekend. Somebody ought to get excited about an empty tomb. A tomb that gave birth to a Savior. Come on, somebody. Listen, I'm not anti-giraffe. Please know that. But I'm just more in Jesus than I am that. that you know who you are. And I do too. I broke your name down. And I'm looking at your post today to see what you put. Oh, I missed it. I'm so, I missed the birth. Oh, I love the story of a professor speaking to a classroom full of future pastors, ministers, men and women that would go out into the world and be kingdom advancers, advancing the gospel of Jesus to the ends of the earth. The professor this day was giving a lecture on the difference between heaven and hell. And here's what the professor said to that class of future pastors and leaders of the church. He told them, when you speak of heaven, your face should become bright and alive, radiant. And when you speak of hell, well, your ordinary face will do. (laughs) A lot of us look like hell, (laughs) we're not walking around alive and bright and radiant. We're walking around, we look like death warmed over, right? You know I'm talking. Never in history has the world had so much, yet been so miserable. Depression, unhappiness, confusion, frustration... Unfulfilled hopes and dreams. So many are dissatisfied and they're empty. They're just living in hopeless misery. Does that not describe humanity the world over? The United States Constitution guarantees people the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And while the framers of the Constitution understood that they could could guarantee the American citizens certain civil liberties and freedom from oppression, they also understood that they could not guarantee happiness. They could only seek to guarantee one's right to pursue it. And in our day and age, many people are pursuing happiness. They're just pursuing it in all the wrong places. Vast new frontiers of expanding scientific knowledge have have not brought the happiness that leaders prophesied would come with it. Neither have labor-saving devices which were supposed to bring people more leisure time to, quote, enjoy themselves. You ever gotten frustrated with the smartphone? Anybody ever want to bring back the flip phone? Or maybe that Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris, big old walkie-talkie phone that weighs about 25 pounds. Come on. U.S. military, where are you? (laughs) These devices that were supposed to give us more time for leisure have become even a source of frustration. And instead, so many people are sucked in and battling mental illnesses, drug addictions, despair, suicide, alcoholism, self-pity, other forms of escapism. There's just general discontent with life everywhere. Everywhere. Educators. Educators have failed also to lead people to the abundant life. Like science and education, though, I also believe that religion has failed terribly in teaching people what God intends them to know about this thing called abundant living. Many religions have taught people to to feel guilty if they enjoy themselves. If they're happy, you need to feel bad about that, right? Many believe that God wants them to to suppress joy and happiness and that Christ expects from his followers a life of dullness and boredom. Do not have any fun. Millions view Christianity as as little more than a series of thou shalt nots instead of this is the way to enjoying a wonderful and abundant life. (laughs) These same millions think of of, of sin as as the fun that surely will end if I choose to receive Jesus and begin to obey God. They think that accepting Jesus, it, it means a life of almost morbid doom and gloom. Am I talking to anybody? Be honest with yourself. Haven't you seen Christianity primarily in this light? Haven't you at one time... Maybe thought that, that Christianity means an end to fun and pleasure and excitement, thrills, and, and living an interesting life. Haven't you thought that before? Hey, hey, haven't you even thought about gatherings such as this? Church services. Worship experiences, gatherings, whatever you want to label it. Haven't you oftentimes thought of these, these times as being solemn and sober and unemotional and devoid of real meaning and happiness? We just kind of believe a little bit different here in 1910. That's why I look like Shrek oftentimes dancing down front because I just believe... That because a tomb is empty and my Savior lives, he's worth getting a little bit excited about. Amen? (laughs) Giraffe giving birth. So many of us believe that you can't come here and have fun. You can't come here and have a good time. So many people have equated this with Christianity. So many people have understood this from a false point of view. And all of this wrong understanding exists, I believe, because there's no one who equates Christianity with enjoying a true zest for life. Well, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about what it means to live bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We believe that this life that Jesus offers everyone, and it is an offer for every one of you listening today, that it is To the max. It is a life that is unimaginable, that you can never dream of this type of life. It is life that is off the chain. It is life that is fun, exciting, dynamic. It is a life worth living. Come on now. I'll keep you here all day. On the last night before his crucifixion, Jesus taught his disciples many vital principles. At one point during his time with them, Jesus made this statement in John chapter 15 verse 11. He said this, "I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my what? joy. joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. On that same occasion, if you flip over to John chapter 16, Christ knowing that his disciples would would, would be grieving and they would be sorrowful at his death, he, he added these words. He said, you will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful what? To joy. And in verse 22, he said this, no one can rob you of that joy. This is a powerful promise. Christians experience real joy and happiness in this life. If they are truly pleasing and truly obeying God, there is nothing that anyone can do to take that joy away. You need to know that it's been God's purpose from the very beginning that you live a joy-ridden, joy-filled, joy-overflowing type of life. Do you believe that? Tell tell your neighbor right now. He's talking to you. This is what you're supposed to be living, a joyful life. And Jesus promises this type of life to all his servants. God has intended that we, his people, enjoy life, as it said in John, with his joy. Hey, listen, God intends that you live a life full of joy and happiness. His happiness, the very same kind of happiness that God himself experiences. Do you believe that? Listen, God lives with the fullness of joy. And all those in his presence experience that joy as well. I love how the apostle Jude wrote of of this in, in Jude chapter 24. He said that God wants to bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. Hey, listen, this is your ultimate destiny. That you be brought with great joy into the glorious presence of the Father. Come on, somebody. So if that's my ultimate destiny, it it brought a question to my mind. If that's my destiny, why then would God expect His people to merely endure this life here on earth? And that's what so many of you are doing. You're just enduring, you're just getting by. We somehow have resolved ourselves that for the 74.6 years that we are here on earth, we're just to, we just need to suck it up and make it through. Now, yes, indeed, this life that we live is a time of lesson learning. This life that we live here on earth absolutely will include trials and suffering. But I believe that it's also a forerunner in, in, in a very small way of what eternal life is intended to be. Listen, it would make no sense for God to expect life here on earth to consist of only suffering and pain now as a preparation for perfect joy and happiness later. That makes no sense. I want you to be miserable here on earth. But one day when I take you to heaven, boom, we're going to flip the switch and you guys are going to be bright eyed and bushy tailed. It just doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? Listen, I, I believe that what we experience here on earth is a foretaste of what eternity is going to be like. That's God's intention for your life here. You need to know that. You need to start living like heaven is here on earth. Tell your face that right now. Because I'm a little concerned. This is a foretaste. We, we oftentimes say here at 1910, hey, by the way, isn't the singing, wasn't the singing awesome? Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I love it. We are blessed. Our media team and guys running cameras. Do I look skinny today? Yeah. Um, got my pants all rolled up, and look at those socks. I got my smart-looking glasses on. These are real; they're not fakies. Where am I going? This is squirrel. Oh yeah. We oftentimes say here at 1910 that the singing that we do is preparation for eternity. Do you know that one day when we get to heaven, all we're going to do is sing and worship Jesus? You know that, right? Some of you guys are going to look like a fish out of water. That would be a great illustration, wouldn't it? You're going to look like a fish out of water because you've not been practicing and rehearsing while you're here on earth. When we get to heaven one day and you're supposed to be singing with your guts, you're going to be like going... I don't know the words. What's this? I was told that's bad. You want me to get on my knees? I won't be able to get up. Listen, I believe that the life that we're meant to live here on earth is a foretaste of what eternity should be like. Guys, God has not placed you here to be miserable and somber, Oh, Eeyore-looking faces and attitudes. He wants you to enjoy life. I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Life that is abundant. You know the first part of that verse in John chapter 10 verse 10, it starts something differently. It talks about a thief. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's the victory he's winning in so many of our lives today. Some of you walked in today maybe miserable and frustrated. I can't believe she made me come. Hey, why is it that she always makes you come? Somebody grow up and be a man and start coming on your own. I'm sorry. That was off script. But it's right. Some of you came because you want to make mama happy. Come on, make your daddy happy. Somebody be a man. Grow up. Anyway, where was I going? This thing with God here on... Listen, it's an adventure. Your life is meant to be great. It's not supposed to be dull and boring. The enemy has stolen the joy from so many of us. We're walking around somber looking. And he's winning the victory. The enemy's doing that to you. Jesus says, I've come. I want you to live with joy and abundance. Life to the full. Come on, church. See, walking with God is an adventure. It's the greatest adventure. Do you want to live like this? Do you want to experience a life that is full of joy? I believe you can. And I believe it all hinges on what you will do with Jesus. Oh, yeah. I really believe that. Because Jesus is what brings joy to a person. See, so you may know what I'm talking about. You're, you're, you're different now with Jesus than w- when you were without Jesus. Anybody? Anybody had a radical life change once Jesus came in and took over your life? You see, that's what Jesus does. As a Christian, you, you, you kind of get a, a, a redo. You get a start over. You, you get a, 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 a new model. You get a makeover. Aren't you glad that Jesus gives us redo sometimes? Hey, some of you parents right now, I know you, you're, you're just sitting there thinking, man, I hope that my high, school, my high school child that I'm raising right now never hooks up or meets one of my old high school buddies that tells them what I was like back in the day. Hey, parents, have you not done, said this to your child? Son, daughter, listen, you just need to apply yourself more at school. You're so lazy. Are you ever going to make a right decision? Come on, son. listen, you need to be reminded what you were like, Right? Right? Aren't you glad that we can have a, a start over, a redo? You see, that's what Jesus does for a person. That's why so many of you ha- have had a radical life change take place in your life. And it wasn't because you just started losing weight and feeling great. It's because Jesus came into your life and took over. I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a what? A new person. woo woo Ma'am, there is hope for that man that came with you today. Or there is hope for your child that you think is too far gone. There is hope for that mom or dad or that family member of yours that you've just been praying for so long. I just wish that they could be made new. Listen, Jesus does that. You see, old life is gone in Jesus, and the new life has begun. Oh, why am I talking about Jesus today? It's Easter for one thing, right? Because he rose from the grave, he's the only, I've already said that, leader of all times, religious leader that is still alive and active and in dwelling people. And oh yeah, he will come back one day and call his church home, you know that, right? Different message, we'll get there someday. But why do we talk? Because Jesus makes a difference in people's lives. Can I share with you real quick today five reasons, and i will let you head out for the hungry horse. I want to share with you five reasons today why, why, why Jesus can make a difference in your life. Regardless of the circumstances, even in times that are difficult and and a struggle. Listen, I believe that you can live with joy. I really believe that. Jesus said that our joy will be complete. Let me share with you real quickly five things why Christians can find joy in all of life's circumstances. Number one, he forgave your sin. Oh, Ephesians 1.7 says, he is so rich in kindness and grace and he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Do you know that all your sins, Christian, those from when you were young all the way to the ones that you committed on the way to church today. You know some of the best family fights happen on the way to church in the car, right? <laughs> or getting ready. Getting ready, right? Anybody have a family? It's called just a disagreement today. All those things that you've committed even today, all those future sins that you will ever commit, listen, they've been forgiven because of Jesus' death and, oh, by the way, his resurrection. Come on, somebody. Number two, you can, have, you can find joy in all of life's circumstances because he made you a child of God. He made you a child of God. John chapter one, beginning verse 12, says, But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Listen, you can find joy today because you are a child of God. You are a member of his family. Your faith in Christ automatically includes you in his family. You, You belong more completely to his family than you belong to your human family. Because here's the deal, God will never let you down. Oh, and by the way, that's the third reason why you can find joy today is because he came into your life and he will never, ever leave you. That's hard for some of us to wrap our minds around today in a day and an age where we've had so many people bail out of our lives, right? I'm so upset because somebody unfriended me on Facebook. Or for some of us, we had a dad or mom that walked out of our lives. We've got some other family relationship that's really non-existent. It's cordial once or twice a year at the family gathering over the holiday. Or we had a, a friend that was a good friend and they've bailed on us. Whatever. Listen, one of the reasons you can find joy as a, as a, as a Christ follower is because Jesus came into your life and he's never going to leave you. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. It says, be sure of this. Be what? Sure, sure of this. I am with you all. Always, even to the end of the age. Hey, do you realize in that verse that Jesus has promised he will never leave you? There's another part of scripture where it says he will never forsake you. He will walk with you in everything. But check this out. Back the bus up. That doesn't mean that life is always going to be easy. So so many people said, man, I want want Jesus because, man, then that that, kind of immunizes me from any calamity, suffering, trial, struggle, illness, whatever. I'm always going to have enough money, a lot of square footage, nice cars, sexy husband or wife. I'm always things are always going to go my way, right? Doesn't go that way in life, does it? In in, in fact, let me just kind of spoiler alert (laughs) for those of you that belong to Christ. In fact, you might face more struggle and difficulty. Why, Why would I sign up for that? All because He says, "But I want you to take heart because I'm going to overcome all that at some point in your life." Listen, doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Christians have been faced with challenges and, and difficulties of all types throughout history, some even death, even death. Jesus has, hasn't promised that your life won't ever struggle, but he's just promised that he'll be with you through the struggle. That's a tremendous source of joy and peace. Maybe right now you're going through something, and I would say, hey, you hang on to Jesus you let Jesus see you through. He brings beauty from ashes. And he can do it in your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Number 4, another reason why I believe you can have joy as a Christian in all of life circumstances is because he gave you eternal life. What? Yeah. You know that 74.6 are just a warm up for eternity, right? I love what it says in John chapter 5, verse 11. It says, and this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. Some of you today do not have a life, and you need to get one. You get a life through Jesus Christ. <laughs> you need to get a life says in verse 13, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you will know you have eternal life. Hey, listen, eternal life began for you the moment that you became a Christian. That's when God became a part of your life forever. And if you were to die this very day, you would spend eternity with God. <laughs> Amen? This life is not something you've earned. I love what Pastor Jen said earlier today. Hey, listen, this thing called... Gr- the eternal life and this gift of salvation it's not something that you can earn so many of us think that I can earn it I can just do enough good deeds and say good things and, and be a good person you know what being good makes you a boy scout it doesn't make you a Christian it doesn't we're talking about something you can't earn by doing things or trying to please God. This thing called eternal life, it's a free gift. It is offered by God simply to you by placing your faith in Jesus. Oh, yeah, the same one who hung on the cross. The same one who, who, who did exactly what he said he would do the third day he would rise from that grave. Oh, come on. It's that Jesus. And then lastly, I would say you can have joy, Christian, in all circumstances because he planted his spirit in you. You see, Jesus didn't rise from the grave and and the stories ended there. No, no, no. He planted his spirit in you. Aren't you thankful for that? Are you letting Jesus out? Hey, Christian, he's in you. Are you letting him out? Do other people see his spirit in you? No, I look like hell. No, you need to look like Jesus. He planted his spirit in you. As you continue to walk with Jesus, here's what happens. He begins to develop some things in your life. He, he begins to increase peace and joy and patience. I love what it says in Galatians 5. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Come on, who doesn't need some of that? There is no law against these things you see he planted his spirit in you and it's the Holy Spirit that gives a person joy listen without the Holy Spirit there is no joy that's why some of you today you don't have joy you see joy is a byproduct of your relationship with God it comes from knowing Him deeply and believing what He says about you. It is a lifetime of work. There is no quick fix. <laughs> but there's no better time than to start today. When you live your life under the authority of the Holy Spirit rather than your own, joy is one of those natural outcomes in your life. And you can earn it And You can't fake true joy. (laughs) It just comes out. It's a gift that only Jesus can give you. It's a gift of His presence. And so today, I'm just wondering, do you have the joy that I'm talking about? Are are you living bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? See, there's two types of people here today. There there are some of you that that have never received this joy that the Holy Spirit can give. You've never come to that place in your life where you said yes to Jesus. You know the stories. You know the Easter story. That's why I didn't preach about it. You know it. You know it. You've heard it time and time again. You know the story. You just don't know Jesus. You don't know Him. You're not in a relationship with Him. But you know that He was a baby born in a manger. And that's why we celebrate something in December called... Christmas he came in for 33 years he was fully God but yet he was a fully man he for 30 years lived at home with his family we don't encourage that in our day and age if you're 30 you need to move out but he's Jesus he can get away with that right for the last three years of his life here on earth he walked and talked about his father in heaven and a kingdom that he would establish Jesus began to make several bold claims that he was the promised one, the long-awaited Messiah, that the children that had been walking in darkness were looking for. He said, I'm here. It is me. He began to unpack and unfold for them. After performing many miracles and teaching many great things, he began to share with them that, that he would die one day, a cruel death, just as the prophets foretold of. And you know that. You know that he was arrested, a crown of thorns placed on his head. He was whipped and beaten to, to where his, his, his internal organs were fully exposed. You know that they hung him on a cross with nails in his hands and his feet. You know that. You know that he died. You know that they even took a spear and shoved it in the side of his, his rib cage and to make sure that he was fully dead. You know that he was dead. You know that they placed him in the tomb of a borrowed friend and he did exactly what he said he would do, that on the third day he rose again. You know he's alive. You know that stuff. You just have never accepted Jesus and asked him to come in and be Lord of your life. You're still trying to figure it out on your own. You're still trying to make joy happen. It won't without Jesus there's another group of people here today that have said yes to Jesus but you're not living the joy filled life that Jesus came to give you it may have used to be there you might have had that excitement at one point but for whatever reason now you've allowed life to come in and kind of squelch the spirit's work within you, you, you you've allowed the enemy to come in to still kill and destroy and take that suck the joy right out of you listen hey Christian. There's still some coals, I believe, and embers deep down inside of you. It's time for you to allow the Holy Spirit to breathe life back into those coals and let that flame erupt once again. I want to ask you to stand with me today. and. And and, and here's what I want to do. I want to to ask those of you that are here today that would say, you know, Jason, I want Jesus in my life for the very first time. I'm going to ask you to do something. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Don't you be cheating. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and you would say, Jason, I want to ask Jesus to come into my life. I'm tired of trying to make joy happen with on my own without Him. I know that Jesus can give me joy. I'm tired of living life without Him. Today's the day that I want to be made new. I want a redo. I want to start over. I want Jesus to come into my life today. If that's you, here's what I want you to do. Bold step. I want you to get out from that aisle and I want you to come to the front and I'm going to meet you right down here on the floor. Come on. If that's you today, you want Jesus. You want to start over. You want this new life that Jesus offers every person. You're tired of living life without Him. You're tired of trying to make it happen. You want Jesus you come today I'm right here I'm waiting for you and I love I'd love to share with you what Jesus come on sir I see you come on who else is coming who else today wants Jesus for the very first time you come on come on ma'am. come on I want Jesus everybody's praying everybody's praying everybody's praying, come on, I need Jesus today. I need the joy that only Jesus can give. Come on, 10 seconds. I need Jesus. I'm tired of doing it without him. I want Jesus to take over. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life once and for all. This is the day. This is the day that new life begins. Amen. 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 Hey, you guys look at me real quick. Hey, this is the greatest decision you will ever make in your life. More than who will I marry? Where will I go to college? What will I do for the rest? Listen, this decision today holds eternal significance. This is the greatest decision you will ever make. Oh, and there's no one that can take this from you. You need to know that. Jesus is going to come in. We're gonna, we want to visit with you real quick. We want to follow up and help you understand. What, this is Pastor Robert right here. See, Pastor Robert, I want you guys, if you would, to go with Pastor Robert real quick. He wants to visit with you and pray with you, and he wants to put something in your hands, okay? So you guys go with Pastor Robert real quick, and we want to help. Come on, church. I think you can do better than that. I think you can do better than that. This isn't the Valero Golf Open. This is salvation for somebody in this house. Come on, church. Woo! Hey, now, now now, let me talk to the rest of you real quick. Because it's evident that the rest of you have said yes to Jesus. Can I just encourage us with something? I think one of the reasons why people aren't saying yes to our Savior is because they look at us who have said yes, and they don't see any difference in our lives. They don't see the joy that Jesus gives. And we're walking around dull, boring, lifeless. Hey, it's time to resurrect some joy in somebody's life. It's time for us, the blood the redeemed, the saints, the heirs to the throne to start living bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's time for us to start living like we really believe it. Come on, church. Let's live with joy. Woo!